Hi all, it's uh, Christina from Tour to Tumble and as promised in last week's episode, today I'm going to talk to you uh, about ways in which you can measure your progress and more specifically I'm going to discuss ways in which you can measure your progress when you're on a weight loss journey. I know I said that Tour to Tumble wasn't going to be too focused on weight loss, however a lot of people, especially this time of the year, at the beginning of the year, uh, tend to go on a weight loss journey to lose the pounds they accidentally accumulated perhaps over during the, the, the holidays with the extra sweets and extra drinking and all the other things that went on. So um, whereas in the previous episode I discussed briefly wearable technology, uh, those Fitbits and your Garmin and the other bits, they just give you, they help you with feedback with regards to how your fitness is progressing, how your heart rate is coming down or going up if it's not working, or and, and how many calories you may be burning, but they don't actually give you important information, the, the kind of information that you need when you're trying to lose weight. So whenever you start a weight loss journey, it doesn't matter how much you want to lose, it's always important that you measure your progress from the very start. First of all, when you do this, and you can see if any changes are happening. So if there are changes, you're doing everything right, carry on. But however, if there aren't any changes, if you don't see any changes happening, you measure different things and nothing has changed over, over the space of a week or a month, then it's time to stop, go back to the drawing board, because obviously your program isn't working for you, and you need to make some changes to the program in order to trigger the, the, the changes that you want to see in your body. And imagine if you didn't measure any programs, how much time and effort would you actually be wasting if you didn't do that? So, um, so do it. Secondly, um, when you see some progress being made, it doesn't matter how tiny that is, it will boost your morale and it will keep you inspired to carry on pursuing your weight loss goals. Um, you just know, you just have to know where you have to look for it. The third, when you measure the right parameters, you can actually learn a great deal about your body and how your own unique metabolism works. The thing is, there is no need to do anything too complicated, as at the end of the day, you are not a walking and talking science lab, but you are a person with a life to live. So, spending too much time focusing on all the tiny details can distract you from actually doing what's important and from keeping an eye on the big picture which is what matters the most. Um, to me, this, um, this last part, keeping an eye on the big picture, was a, a really big eye-opener. A few years ago, I, I kind of signed up for a, a, for a couple of uh, different weight loss programs that were carried out online, so it was like a, a group thing. And they, were, they both had like a weight loss contest, so I did them at different times just because I wanted to see how they worked. And it was, uh, you know, it was one of these very interesting experiences because the first program was uh, very straightforward. And I would say if you went into any gym, when you, spent, when you find a personal trainers there teaching or, or, instru- or gym instructors taking you through a class, an exercise class, they, f- they tend, especially if they're just newly qualified, regardless of their age and experience, they tend to follow a certain kind of a set format. And this first program, weight loss program that I followed, was very much 
the same that what you would expect from a brand new qualified personal trainer at the gym uh, it kind of works at least it worked for me up to a certain extent however they, they, they it wasn't anything anything that I could shout home about the second program instead was it a lot more about learning how to unlock my unique fat loss formula and it yielded completely different results it was so much better and I must say, in both instances, whenever I did these programs, I never had that much weight to lose to begin with. I just perhaps I had a little bit of winter flab and I was just after the learning experience more than anything else. Um, it was, I was part of a large group of people, but, uh, but comprising of both men and women of all ages and sizes. And after the first month, what was interesting is that of following the, the these programs, most people lost sort of ridiculous. What sounded to me sounded like ridiculous amounts of inches of body fat, whereas I only lost maybe one or one and a half inches around my waist. So I wasn't particularly ecstatic, even if I knew I never had that much to lose to begin with. But what I didn't expect was the amount of strength I actually gained as I was following the exercises that were part of the of the weight loss program. At the, end, at the end of it, towards the end of it, it was like I turned the clock back 10 years or even more. So eventually, I by sticking it out towards the end, just out of sheer determination, I also lost the inches that I wanted to lose. But unlike a lot of other people in the contest, it took me a lot longer to actually get there. And had I not been measuring my strength, I might have believed that nothing was happening and that program didn't work and I was had been robbed of however much I paid for it. So... The point for you to take home in regards to, to this, to weight loss, it's a regardless of what program you follow, you really need to take some measurements. And these are my top tips for it. So the first tip is the, what I call the scientific method. And this involves journals, spreadsheets and a couple of tools. If you're doing it right, the system is repeatable. And it will give you the clearest indication of how you're progressing through your weight loss journey. The trick here is in doing it right and being consistent. And when I say doing it right, I mean a way that allows you to take accurate measurements every single time. To do this, you need, first of all, you need a scale. Preferably, get one of those that measures the body fat percentage and, and the measuring tape. Now, when it comes to the scale, you don't need to spend the fortune because the, they're all inaccurate anyway. So the, unless you go for the, 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 the piece of equipment that involves having a lot of electrodes stuck to your body, the fat measurement, the fat percentage measurement is not going to be very, very accurate, but it will give you a number. And that number will change over time. So you will see that a reduction, what you want to see is a reduction on the, on the percentage of body fat. And even when it looks really, really small in terms, in percentage terms, which can be very depressing when you look at it, you need to remember that a 0.5% decrease in body fat can actually translate to half a kilo or more, depending on your initial weight and how much fat you carried in, in, the, in the first place. And that is really rather exciting because half a kilo of body fat, it's the equivalent of a, a tub of margarine. So imagine not carrying that on you all the time anymore. So you will, when, you, when that happens, you will shrink 
quite significantly, at least enough for you to notice. The other in bit of uh, feedback that the scale will give you is obviously your relationship with gravity, i.e. your weight. Now, this figure is not particularly important because uh, it just really fluctuates uh, so much in, re in response to everyday life events that it's really not the, 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 the thing to get hung up on. But it nevertheless will give you information, useful information. If you see the weight going up slightly and the fat percentage going down slightly, it will tell you that there is a good chance that you are losing fat, obviously, but building up muscle. So, although most people want to see the weight disappear, and that is actually not so much of a bad thing. Now, the next step for you in, in the sort of scientific process is to measure circumferences. And more specifically, you want to measure around your waist, around your hips and around your chest as a bare minimum. You could also, if you really want to be anal, measure around your thighs, arms and neck, but those are probably more useful if you're trying to build muscles and get bigger as opposed to getting smaller. They are really inaccurate because it's really difficult to find the same spot to measure around every single time, so you can never be guaranteed that your the measurement is accurate unless you, you tattoo a, a, a measuring mark or something. You, you kind of scar yourself or do things like that, then it's really difficult to be accurate with that. But nevertheless, you can get some useful an idea of what's happening. Right, this the really tricky part, even for waist, hips and, and chest, is to find is to always measure around the same spot. Otherwise it's you, you don't get really meaningful information. So when you look in books and magazines or blogs and various articles, they usually refer to these places as the widest part of your hips or the narrowest part of your waist. But the problem with that is, as your body changes shape, which is what we want over time when you're, when you're going for the weight loss, the size and composition of these parts, um, so, so as your body changes shape, size and composition, the widest part of your hips or the narrowest part of your waist might move. So you end up comparing measurements taken in different spots around those areas. So what I always tend to do is to choose spots that perhaps are not what the kind of experts recommend, but they're always in the same place and they will give you a, a better way of collecting references if you want. So you can compare data. And for this, for the purpose of this, I tend to recommend measure around your belly button, uh, around the hip bones, the bits that stick up at the front, and around your nipples. Uh, that way, so those parts, although if, when you're losing body fat, especially if you're a woman, you lose, it goes away from your from your breasts first. So it will move, your nipples will move a little bit, but you know it, it's it's a more accurate measurement than just going for the widest part or the narrowest part. And the best thing to do is to do it always on the same day of your cycle so that you can account for the natural fluctuations in, um, in sort of in water retention as, the, as your hormones uh, change uh, between your estrogen and progesterone dance with each other going up and down and uh, completing each menstrual cycle. Um, you want to keep track of these measurements, preferably in a spreadsheet, so you can calculate the waist-to-hip ratio and also the waist-to-chest ratio. 
Now, for women especially, you want to see that uh, the waist to hip and waist to chest ratio have almost similar figures. And there is a whole long theory, which I won't bore you with today, about the hourglass figure, which is considered to be the most attractive for women by both men and women. So as you as you're going through your weight loss journey, you're following your program, you want to see these two figures to become as very similar close to each other. I mean, ideally aiming for a ratio of 0 0.7, which is considered to be the most attractive one. So you want to see these changes. You might not get them because your, your body shape, your natural body shape makes you perhaps slightly more pear shape or, or with a slightly bigger shoulders and chest compared to the to your hips but the closer you can get to this figure and the closer you can get to having similar figures in waist to hip ratio and waist to chest ratio is is better so if you don't see these changes happening go back to the drawing board because something is amiss in your program and perhaps that there are some parts of it that don't work for you so you have to change the program to fit with your metabolism now, if you don't like being scientific, and I admit after a while that you do this, it gets so damn boring and you stop doing it inevitably in the long run, um, you can try the clothes test. Now, I hate measuring stuff because the truth hurts. And so I, can, I tend to measure my progress by checking how my clothes fit. If they're tight, I need to lose weight. If they fit well, then I'm doing okay. And it's also, this has been so far the preferred method of the majority of my clients because it's more discreet, they don't have to, do, they're often very self-conscious, so they don't have to discuss with me their figures if they're embarrassed and they don't have to tell me about the results, even if I, you know, even if I have 20-20 vision, so I can see them, but they don't need to discuss them with me. So when you use this method, you can go two ways. You can either check how baggy your existing clothes become or how much more comfortable the tighter ones become until they eventually fit. With people that prefer to do this, I will always say choose an outfit at the beginning of your weight loss journey and keep measuring the same outfit at regular intervals and see how much baggier it becomes. So both systems, whether you check existing how baggy something you have now that fits now becomes over time or how much more comfortable something tight becomes at the time over time are both incredibly inaccurate but in real terms in real life it they will perhaps give you the most minimum information because at the end of the day nobody cares how many inches is this and that but you want to know whether you're going to rock the black dress or not and most of the time, you know, this is all the people are really interested in. Um, one word of caution, though, don't use denim as your measuring stick because it's known to relax and will make you believe that you shrunk more than you actually did. And, and this is especially important to remember if you only wear those jeans five minutes to see if it go past your knees, the fabric will still stretch and lead you and mislead you in your interpretation of the results. The third method is for the skeptical person and it's the selfie test and it works in conjunction with number two the one we just I just discussed so it's very simple you choose an outfit and you take a selfie 
Then, 28 days later, you wear the same outfit and you take another selfie. Now you compare the two. You want to repeat this process every 20 days so that you are more or less at the same point in your cycle, if you are a woman, obviously. And this is, again, it's important because as, you, as, you, as your water retention goes up and down, you can be, get a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller. So you can also do this in a bikini, obviously, if you're confident enough, uh, or if you know where to hide the pictures so nobody will see them, and it will give you even better visual proof of how much you're progressing and how your body shape is changing over time. There is, there's nothing better than actually seeing it for yourself. Now, I can't give you, I'm terrible at taking selfies and I can't give you any tips, but there are, you can find them, if you look on the internet, there will be, you will find uh, people on YouTube that will explain to you how to take the perfect selfie. So, um, if that's the way you want to do it, off you go, do a bit of research and, and do it this way. And obviously, you don't have to show these pictures to anybody. And it, it's brilliant if you're sceptical, because the people that don't believe they're changing, it doesn't matter how much I tell them, oh, look, you have changed. Unless they see it for themselves, they're never going to believe it. So, and this kind of brings me on to the next way to measure your progress, which is the family, friends and strangers test. Now, this is where you, the, the point where your ability to accept a compliment is being tested. As you make progress with your, with your body makeover journey, the changes will become visible and outsiders will notice and pay you random compliments. The greener your friends are when they do, then the bigger your change. So, and this happens, I can pretty much guarantee it will happen. So, now, this is what you call social proof, that your, your efforts are worthwhile and you're on the right track. I know that seeking validation outside of yourself is never really a very smart idea because you're placing the power in somebody else, but I also know that it feels good to get the occasional uh, compliment and there is nothing wrong with being nice to each other just for the hell of it. It's not as if it's even expensive. But when this happens, you definitely know you're being successful. And so keep on going when that happens. And I promise you, it will. So be open to the compliments. Accept them. And they will come inevitably. And sometimes from the most unexpected sources. And finally, if all of the above fails, you can resort to the strength test. Now... If, if you can't see any real changes in your body composition, remember my experiment, I was changing very, very little compared to the others. So it's always be careful not to compare your, your journey with the journey of other people, because especially when on these online programs, because you don't even know if they're bullshitting. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to others, just focus on yourself. But if you don't see any what you would consider meaningful changes in your body shape, then you can measure something else. So measure your strength. That's always a good indicator to, to tell whether your program is actually working or not. So check. If you're, if you're doing the exercises, is it easier to do push-ups? Or is it easier to do squats? Is it easier to climb the stairs or walk around the block? Uh, if the answer is yes, then... Changes are happening behind the scenes and may not be visible for a little while longer. If the answer is no, 
then you need to do a reality check. And if you are sure that you have followed your program to the letter, it's time to go back to it and, and tweak it because it's not working. There is, this is something that needs to be done by everyone on a regular basis. So don't feel bad if you don't, don't actually see any visible results straight away because you have, at the very least, you still have learned something that doesn't work for you. So as you can see, there are many, many options available for you and they will all give you an idea of whether your chosen program is working or not. So grab your planner, your journal, your a piece of paper, your diary, or open up a spreadsheet and start recording your measurements or if not start taking pictures and have your own private gallery of where you keep these pictures and start comparing them. Remember be measure yourself in regularly, preferably at the same time every day, every every week, once a week on the same day of the week, at the same time and certainly try to do it at the same time of your if you're only measuring yourself once a month do it the same time of your cycle, of your menstrual cycle if you're a woman. And um, and then enjoy the progress. And if you don't see any, remember, go back to the drawing board and start again. Um, I hope this helps you somewhat with your, with your weight loss journey if you're on one. And if you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram as at too old to tumble. Drop me a question there and I will do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again next week. In the meantime, bye bye.